Hey everybody, welcome to another segment of Everything Goes. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Aha, uh-huh, we're just waiting for everybody to come on in. Everybody's already flooding in, which is pretty good. Look at that. Yanni's even here. Holy cow. Yanni, you're awake. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> wow. Anyway, today's show is going to be, again, a bit of a multi-diverse. Yeah. Here it's 9 p.m. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. 9 p.m. Wow. Six hours. Okay. Well, I hope this is a good time to reach the Europeans. I, I would think so. Hey, everybody. Welcome again. Welcome to the show. Uh, wow. Filled up pretty quick. All right. Today's show, I'm going to talk about a variety of different things um, in regarding to some of the Trojan horses. I've been on that thing for a bit. And <clears throat> about two years ago, two and a half years ago, thereabouts, I talked about these injections as a means to um, spread how they were spreading everything around. And I uh, actually, uh, a friend of mine, colleague, friend from Japan sent me, um, Yoki sent me an article from the John Hopkins Institution validating what I was telling everybody way back in the day. Say, how you doing, Selma? Uh, And we are in a experiment, if you will, a lab experiment where uh, being injected and being around people that are injected puts your life in jeopardy. The whole idea of these injections and these, again, these restrictions being lifted was nothing but a strategy, nothing more. And again, this was designed to further, further, further um, expand the infection by the injections. So when you're looking at this document, um, again, uh, it will be posted in the email when I, when I share the email with the links. The document will actually be there. You have to look at page, uh, I believe, uh, 8 and 47 when they actually, um, uh, oh, okay, good. Uh, the When you actually look at the documentation, what? I'm listening under live chat. Says no live chat in the show. Hold on. Well, yeah, you have to hold on. Let's see if she got the link. Give me one second here. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see what's going on. So. Sorry, why why are you sorry? Okay, try that link. See if that'll get you into the chat. And when you get into the chat, you can you can then um, click on. Um, there's a thing you click on to get on live. Uh, but again, it's a chat room where you can type stuff in, and then you can get in here and uh, you know talk about whatever you want to talk about. So, alrighty. Anyway, getting back to the documentation, only via uh, via, via computer can not text. Uh, hi everyone. 
via computer. Oh, they cannot text. They have to have a. They have to have a cell phone. I, I gotta find another freaking thing here because this is not. I mean, it's good that this is here for a, for a bit, but again, it seems to have so many restrictions that you can't chat from a, a computer. That makes no sense to me. Having a technology like this available and then not being able to do anything with it except through a cell phone, that to me is retarded. They're losing so much so much revenue stream in my mind on that. Uh, it's crazy. Um, can chat from an iPad. Okay. So, all right, hold on here. Because all I'm using is a computer to do this. I'm not using anything fancy. I'm not using a cell phone either. Um, so I don't know why this doesn't work the way. I mean, if you can if you can do this through, uh, if I can do the show through the computer, I don't know why these other features are not available. It just makes again no sense to me. Uh, <clears throat> um, oh, the host can do that. Oh shit. Okay. Anyway. Um, Maybe that's why uh, only so many people can get into this chat room, then. Uh, both app or browser, really. Okay, and bro, you got to send me, a, type something in here so I can po uh, copy it and send it to the person so they can get in here and do whatever. Because, um, again, there it seems like this, this stupid thing has so many restrictions. It's, not even, it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, let's see here. All right, the concept of the bioweapon being distributed now from person to person, and I talked to show a couple, a couple shows ago. Um, um, okay, that's the link to share. Okay, hold on. If I can share it. Okay. All righty. The, um, um, yeah, I just, what's this one? Alrighty, here, what's going on? No, but what I do, yeah, you got to copy it. Do a copy paste and put it in your URL and then you can post it that way. Um, then you should be able to, it should be able to work that way. Yeah. The hold on, where'd she go? There she is. All righty. Yeah, if you want to get a, if you want to access the links on the show, you have to uh, copy and paste them and, and put them on a URL. Uh, Try calling from my musicians union uh, pension, but they don't want me to come in pension 
nor do uh, do it by regular mail. They want everything digital or supper. Really? Isn't that interesting? Um, yeah, for sure. Anyway, getting back to the bioweapon sharing. I said a couple shows ago that segregation is, is going to be a consideration for a lot of us in order to not be exposed or to be infected, you know, because of the nature of the jumping. So anyway, in the documentation on, on this whole fiasco, let me read some of the stuff that they're telling you here. It's, it's mind boggling. Really? It really is mind boggling. Um, this is what is self-spreading vaccines. Self-spreading vaccines, also known as transmissible or self-propagating vaccines, are genetically engineered to move through populations in the same way as the communicable diseases. Excuse me, but rather than causing disease, they confer protection. They confer protection. In other words, you're being violated without your permission. You're not, you're not even being asked to have this stuff inserted into your body. They're, they're just automatically doing it through uh again spreading it like a virus or like a bacterium or like a like a uh, like any other infectious uh disease that they create in the lab you know we all know viruses for the most part do not exist as as they have defined them they are basically proteins that we get overloaded with that again um we're not sharing these things with anybody it just it's everyone and it's and it, and it's the way it works Usually everybody gets sick in, this, in a certain time of the year, and that's because you're overloaded or you're eating stuff that you shouldn't be eating, and then you wind up breaking down because you've got this excess toxic buildup in the body. Now we call it a cold and flu season, but in reality it's not. So when we're looking at this stuff here, how they are, again, uh, transferring this technology to people without even their consent, this is, again, another ways and means that we have today to, um, you know, infect people with technology. It's what we're doing. And that technology then affects the genetic code. So um, the division is a small number of individuals in the targeted target population could be vaccinated. And the vaccine strain would then circulate in the population, much like a pathogenic virus. In other words, the spike protein that they, were, that they created was designed to hop from person to person to person. But the carrier of that protein gets overwhelmed. They didn't put a limiting rest, uh, restriction on the uh, replication of the protein. So as a result, the person is manufacturing this protein at, a, at an alarming rate, and it w eventually wipes them out. The vaccines could dramatically increase vaccine coverage in human or animal populations without requiring each individual to be inoculated. This technology is currently aimed primarily at animal populations because most infectious diseases are zoonotic. Uh, Controlling disease in animal populations would also reduce the risk to humans. Now, they did this in Australia, and I mentioned this before, with rabbits. The rab that the uh, subjects of the United Kingdom brought over with them 
to hunt, but they didn't bring any foxes with them. So as a result, the rabbit population overwhelmed the environment in Australia. So they had to, and this is what they did. They infected about three or 400 rabbits, released them into the wild, and then those rabbits infected other rabbits and it wiped out a generation of rabbits. But eventually, there, uh, there was a generation that survived this, uh, and the antibody to this, to this, um, or a protein was manufactured by the rabbit to be able to counter this effect. There are two main types of self-spreading vaccines, recombinant vector vaccines, uh, live viral vaccines, recombinant vector vaccines, Combine the elements of pathogenic, pathogenic virus that induce immunity, removing the portion that causes disease. With a transmissible viral vector, cytomegalovirus is one of the candidate vectors for recombinant vaccines because, come on, it's highly, highly specific and moderately transmissible. Live viral vaccines are attenuated, meaning that the vaccine viruses are much less pathogenic than the wild type and would be similar to the oral polio vaccine or the live attenuated influenza vaccine. And those vaccines can sometimes transmit from person to person. Although there are substantial technical challenges in genetically engineering viruses, synthetic biology tools such as CRISPR, Cas9 are likely to aid research. And come. Okay, so they've already done this. This is already what's been going on. Okay, I did... Uh, um, there was a masseuse that got on here and said that um, you know at the podbean configuration, this thing is set up the way it's set up. You have no you have nothing to configure here. Basically you just come in and do whatever. And again, uh, it's just the way Podbeam has set up their, their, um, the way they set, set this up, you know, it's, it's just, it's just crazy in my mind anyway. Uh, oh, Hey, you made it. Be the light made it. Did you get the email? Um, uh, yeah, let me in on the first try. Okay. F M eight. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, so, okay, here, it should chlorine dioxide, what the heck? I have looked into the MMS. It doesn't do everything they say it does. And I have one guy, like I said, uh, cry a little bit, uh, cry a river because I called it a bleach because that's what it is. It is a bleach. Most people that, uh, under that MMS cult, I call it a cult, um, listen to the speaker saying that it's not a bleach, but it is a bleach, just like peroxide is a bleach, borax is a bleach, and some sulfur components are bleach. It does have healing properties. I don't disagree with that, but it doesn't do everything they say it does. It does not deal with nanotechnology. It doesn't break down the graphene. That's such bullshit. The... Um, Again, they are trying to tell you that a bleaching agent can now stop technology. That is such horseshit. So there are a lot of things and a lot of people making a lot of claims on a lot of different products today, but they don't understand nanobiotech or synthetic biology. So I understand it will work on certain pathologies. It does work on fungus. It does work on mold. 
It does work on yeast. It will work on bacteria, provided that bacteria, yeast, mold, and fungus is not synthetically designed. Okay. In fact, the MMS may actually make it worse. So there are things that most of you who use the product don't understand the nature of your epigenetics that you're involved with. And that's where you make a big, big, big mistake. Tony, you gave a remedy for the leg pain caused by radiation. How often can we do this in addition to using the nano triangle there? You can use that throughout the day. If you're getting hit throughout the day, um, the, um, uh, I sometimes do it three or four times a day. I'll leave the bucket sitting there, and at the end of the day, I dump out what comes out. Uh, my water actually goes gray from the radiation that it's, it's uh, extracting out of me. So, yeah, I would, um, I would use it as needed. You know, it seems to work. It seems to have a um, uh, a soothing effect. It seems to. Um, hey, she made it. She made it. Yay. Kimberly, Kimberlet Lena finally made it. Yay. Um, so, yeah, use it throughout the day. Use it throughout the day. Okay. And I want to, again, emphasize this jumping, this contact vaccinosis or the, how they're spreading their weaponry. A lot of people tell me all the time they're seeing people and they're acting out of character or they're acting strange or whatever. And as a result, could be because of the spreading of their bioweapon. If they've taken it directly for sure, it's going to have an effect. See, the reason uh, that may or may not work their concept, it all depends on your immune system and how your immune system is, how strong it is. Okay, because we've all been exposed to nanotechnology and nanites and everything else, but doesn't mean it has taken over your DNA. You do have an immune system that will fight, you know. Uh, but, but you now have to factor in AirFi, Wi-Fi, Li-Fi, Bluetooth, cell phone radiation. These are all again factors that you have to add to the equation because that radiation breaks you down. And if your body is constantly fighting, always fighting, always defending, always repairing, sooner or later, that gives out. Okay, we call that aging. <laughs> it has nothing to do with aging. It has to do with the fact that you are being under an assault, a constant, consistent assault that, again, is designed to um, wear you down. Eventually, um, yeah, that's what that is. That's not just the, the gray in the water is not just nano. It's also radiation. You got to remember the formula for is borax, baking soda, TSP, and um, um, Epsom salt. So even if you don't use the TSP, just using the borax and baking soda, borax and baking soda designed specifically to uh, remove radiation from the skin, from the body, from the cells. And again, borax is a bleach as well. It has a bleaching agent. So it's going to sanitize at the same time. Um, well, I don't really look into a lot of these products. Richard, I'll tell you why. Because if you want me to look at those products, 
I have everybody and their mother wanting me to look at products. And if it's just a little di- a dinky thing you're putting on the phone or on your on your chest, they don't do shit. I don't know what this product is, but a lot of times I've seen these so-called products are supposed to block frequencies. They don't work. And if you're and if you are putting them on the phone, they don't work. Because if you put them on a phone and your phone is still able to ring and receive messages, then it's doing nothing. You know, so I don't know what they're what they're selling, but if they're selling things like a pendant or a pin or a card that you put on your body, that's just you've been you've been had. Um, uh, they're copper patches for your health. Copper patches. Okay. Again, I don't. I'll, I'll look into it maybe. Uh, like I say, I, like I said, I don't really have a lot of time on this. Either send the data to my email or whatever, because like I said, I have a, a lot of people are calling me about things, and there's a lot of stuff that uh, is perpetrated to do stuff. And if you're perpetrating MMS, then I have to question what you're using is really good either. <laughs> What's the best thing for dogs to keep getting ear infections? I tried MMS but they're really suffering. Well, it's not MMS that's going to fix it, okay? It's what you're feeding the dog. Are you feeding the dog dry food? Are you feeding the dog canned food? If you are, then that's the problem. It's a lot of sugar in those products that can cause bacterial growth in their ears. So change your diet, number one. Um, As far as ear infections, there was something we were giving the dogs. I'm trying to think what it was. Um, but a lot of times, that's diet. You know, it's just, usually it's a dietary thing. Um, you might want to add, um, don't put anything in their ears that's water-based. Don't put peroxide in their ears. Don't put... MMS in their ears. Do not put anything like that in their ears because what's going to happen is you're going to create more problems. The ear has wax in it, and that wax is a fat. So any water you put in there, anything liquid like that, will get trapped into the ear and can further uh, cause more uh, infections. Yeah. So um, you might want to try giving them uh, vitamin B2 and MSM in their diet. Uh, again, to help act as a repellent as well. Hello, can microchip in a dog cause anxiety? Yeah, definitely. A microchip in a dog can cause cancer. If you ever look at all these cancers that these dogs and cats are getting, they're usually around the neck area. And they wind up with some kind of tumor tumor growth in those, in those regions. And that chip they put inside of them moves. It moves around. So if you have a vet that has a half a brain, can ask them to, they have a device where they can triangulate where that chip is and they can remove it from the, from the pet. I would suggest you do that. Um, so Tony, I got a 12 year old lab retriever with arthritis and diagnosed the vet with Graves disease. What do you recommend? Graves disease. Really? What are you feeding the dog? What are you feeding these dogs? You know, uh, and as far as arthritis goes, you can mix a little bromelain with a little turmeric, uh, quercetin, and MSM and put it in their food. And make sure the food you're giving them is not a dry food. 
or has any kind of soy, corn, or wheat in the mix. Okay, that will kill your dogs faster than anything. That's why these animals are not living beyond 12 years old, and a lot of them are not even making it to 12 anymore. You know, when a cat or a dog reaches between 18 and 22, that's pretty much their average lifespan. But if they're not making it to that point, then that means that, that whatever something has caused a uh, shortening of their lives. Um, okay. Who, what now? Are you talking about, okay, when you're talking about anxiety, you're talk, I'm assuming you're talking for your pet, right? If you put a chip in the dog or a, pet, or a cat, that, are, you, are you referring to yourself having anxiety? <laughs> now that I know who it is. <laughs> Remember something too about these injections. If they are jumping from person to person to person, what about your cat and dog? Now that we're bringing the topic up, you know, what about your pets? Think about that for a minute. You know, if somebody comes to your house that's been injected, are they also sharing the sharing the uh, the uh, uh, assault on your animals? You know. Uh, Okay, they, well, it all depends what you're feeding the dog again. It, okay, before I get on to that whole jumping thing with animals, which also could be a problem if, if somebody has come into your house and they have had injected, that too can hop to your animal. Who says vaccines on our animals aren't already? Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, for sure. For sure. For sure. Who says vaccines in our animals aren't already inundated with this shit? For sure. None of these vaccines should have ever been applied to any of us. Okay, none of them. Because they all have genetic material in them that can alter the genetic code. And not only that, but they also have toxic metals in them and they also have other toxins. And now they're nano-delivered. And now they might even be adding mRNA in these things. So again, yeah, your pets are going to be subjected to all kinds of bullshit. We had, uh, I had a buddy of mine here, had a Doberman, uh, not a Doberman, a Great Dane. And they had, the dog was suffering until they took that microchip out of the dog. Once they took that chip out of the dog, the dog bounced back. But again, the vet that they knew, knew about, was awake enough to know what was going on. And they had, um, there's a device they use, what gave them an approximation where that chip was. So, uh, and they removed it. So if you got something inside your body that's beaming radiate radioactive material, it's definitely going to have an impact. And then you add the chemistry, the biochemistry from uh, these vets. And what did these vets uh, uh, suggest to eat? That dog food, that shit they're selling as dog food? Because they're getting they're getting endorsements from these companies, just like the medical people get endorsements from a pharmaceutical. You know, so there isn't any anything good to come. All the uh, all vets are usually good for to let you know 
It's what's wrong with your dog. And sometimes you, they don't know either. They're just dumb as well. When you get when you get our pet, they already been vaccinated, unfortunately. Well, not necessarily. You can go to a farmer sometimes, and a lot of farmers have pets that they are selling or whatever on the side. I'm gonna buy if I'm gonna buy a cat or a dog, I, I would go to a farmer, you know, see, and then again make sure I didn't get one that was injected. Because again, they're not gonna pay for that. That's usually up to the owner. Um the um Really? <laughs> the uh, Vanguard main supplier, all raised vax. Really? Look at that. And uh, I'm, what? I'm convinced, I'm convinced they've been giving them to pets for years, for sure. Um, well, not for years, not necessarily for years. The shots, well, it may be for years. That's possible because they probably would have already run a prototype Ah, Cherie made it. Okay. They probably made a prototype of these injections. They probably were already trying these things out without anybody being aware of it. We're just now becoming more aware of it because of, of uh, the mRNA that they've been putting in these jabs. But these jabs also have XNA in them. They have gold nanoparticles in them. They have LNA in them, PNA in them, CNA. So there's all kinds of nucleic acid, tRNA in them. You know, so... When we're looking at these injections today, they're not even—they're not even injections anymore. They're—they're they're just a form of weaponry that they can now insert into anything they want, and again, corrupt, violate, or destroy uh, uh, elements of the immune system. Look, when we were kids, you know, we had five shots given every year. Those shots altered our genetic code. I'm of the mindset that those shots shut down our abilities for our teeth to regenerate in our mouths, uh, like other other mammals or species do. Once you lose a tooth, another one would have grown automatically. But I think, um, I think personally, these shots they gave us uh, neutralized that capacity, and again, it shut down our our body's immune system from depending against 75 different pathologies. You know, and they use that nogalase uh, enzyme to shut down the GCMAF uh, that was pr being produced. That basically killed a lot of your immune functions. And that's why so many people were growing up sick all the time because they're being infected. You know. So. Uh, what do you think about amalgam fillings, dental fillings? Well, amalgam dental fillings are, are mercury, toxic, but... What they're replacing them with is even more toxic. You know, so the new stuff they're putting in is on nanoscale, usually a zirconia, aluminum, silicon-based uh, nanomaterial. And the stuff, every time you chew your food, they literally release into the bloodstream. So, you know, it's... You got to choose your... Choose your um, your toxin, I guess, because that's what you have. That's all you really have. Hi, what remedy can you suggest for pulmonary fibrosis, sarcoidosis, scar tissue on lungs? You go to Walmart and you take out the old lungs, put in some new ones, and you'd have no more problems. See, real quick, just go to Walmart, buy a new set of lungs. <laughs> okay. I've been looking at bromelain 
uh, this week. I'm going to give you a formula to shut down SARS-CoV-19 proteins. But it seems like that bromelain is a is a good is a far more potent um, enzyme than I th- than I thought it was, and it and it combines with a lot of different things to work more to make other things work more efficiently. But as far as scar tissue goes, any kind of enzyme that's proteolytic will break down these scar tissues. Um, and then again, you want to regenerate the lungs as well. Uh, other things you can use for the lungs are something simple as plain aspirin. Um, so I'm just trying to see what this is here. Give me a second. I guess it has to do with the sack, but I'm not, I want to make definite sure I've got it right. Um, you want a second here? Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so your enzymes are going to be the thing, the key here to breaking that down. Uh, I'm not sure what this world three days before. Oh, okay. The, um, so yeah, you may, again, now to do this correctly, uh, you want to be taking that every couple hours. Okay. Every couple hours you want to be taking this stuff because again, um, you're doing a therapeutic usage of this stuff. Um, so again, and environment check whatever is in your environment that may be exasperating the respiratory system to again produce this anomaly okay the fibrosis fibroids in the lungs basically are again you're going the whole thing is all going to be tied to enzymes and again diet make sure you're not eating any soy vegetable oil canola oil especially canola oil for this situation um no omega-3 again this will exasperate this um uh lay off the breads the pastas the rice again that will contribute to this um a lot of this is also tied to nanotechnology that are, again you're being exposed to uh because your lungs you got to breathe and if they're spraying shit in the sky you're going to be breathing that in so um you definitely want to um you definitely want to do what you can to, again, protect the lungs. Some of the things you can use are MSM with vitamin C, NAC with vitamin C. The vitamin C ratio with NAC would be two to one, two parts C, one part NAC. In other words, um, you take 1,000 milligrams of NAC, you need to take 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C. Uh, if you're a smoker, uh, you don't want to use any kind of vitamin A. Normally, vitamin A helps support the lungs, but if you're a smoker, then do not use it. Um, you may, again, enzymes are going to be a big, big, big player. Um, you can use fenugreek and thyme as a tea, again, to help with keeping the respiratory from being infected. Um, you can use uh, grapefruit seed extract. You have a lot of options at, at your disposal, you know, but, uh, enzymes are, are again, a big, big, big player in regard to this okay so this that should help you how can you get rid of stretch marks take off that part of the skin go to walmart get another skin 
patch it back on, good as gold. Stretch marks will depend on the type of stretch mark and how it is. Sometimes you can use peanut oil and lanolin, and that can bring it back. Uh, sometimes you can run a, um, uh, again, depending on the, you can you, you can use a comfrey root or comfrey leaf poultice. Sometimes, sometimes you can use emu oil, but sometimes the stretch marks, the way, depending on how they're formed, sometimes you just can't get rid of them, you know, sometimes. So, uh, Okay, how much brom uh, bromelain in what form? Bromelain should be used in powdered form. Uh, encapsulate them yourself. Um, they're measured in GDU or um, M something, MCA or MCU uh, units. Um, the higher the units, the more potent they are. Uh, so again, Take them in capsule form. Don't use any tablet or caplet on any on any of this stuff. This should all be used in capsule, and make sure the capsule is also a uh, gelatin form so that it will break down. You know, the uh, that will be very important. Um, see, a friend of mine just got diagnosed with osteoarthritis. She, uh, she is 45 years old, on birth control meds for migraine headaches. She can't. She eats lots of pasta. Any advice? Well, <laughs> she's got my she's got osteoarthritis, so she needs to lay off the pasta. All bread products, from beer to pasta and in and cereal and anything in between, is loaded with genetically engineered materials or nanomaterials. And so when you eat this stuff, it's going to alter your genetic code. It's gonna, it's gonna uh, impact your DNA. There is no organic, you know. So don't respond with me about organics. They don't exist. They haven't existed for over sixty years. So she has to change her diet, and if she changes her diet, she may find that the migraines may also go away on their own as well. Okay, taking birth control can actually bring on these headaches. Because you're causing a disruption on the endocrine system. So it's important that, you, again, you understand chemistry and what is going on here. You know, um, but if she's eating like shit, she's going to get headaches. That, that, that goes hand in hand. You know, totally hand in hand. Tony, what's that? Tony, my... My sill... As whatever. I'm not sure what you're saying here. Okay, I have no idea what you're saying. Um, oh, Tony, my son-in-law has... I'm not sure what that is. Epileptic, I have no idea what that is. Send me an email so I can look this up. I have no idea what this is. So, um, all right. So again, we're looking at, again, bioterrorism, biowarfare, using people. People are the weapon. People are the weapon. Okay. 
All these people contact me right here, right now, in regarding to, um, yeah, but you got a big name here, epilog, I don't know what the hell that is, epipolaric appendagitis. I have no idea what that is. I'd have to look it up. I'm not going to give you something that I don't know anything about. You know, it just don't work that way. Inflammation of the colon, that, that could be a lot of different things for that. So unless I know for sure what that is, I'm not going to, I won't advise you. You know, I'll look it up to see what it is to make sure because, again, giving you the wrong thing is just as bad as giving you nothing. Okay. Um, um, can you use copper chloride in for lesions in the lungs? I don't know. I don't think I would do that. That's pretty powerful. You have to dilute the copper chloride uh, even when you take it orally. So putting it through the through your uh, respiratory direct, you may actually fry tissue. That's some that's some powerful stuff. So I don't think I would do that. <laughs> you know, uh, unless you diluted it down first, maybe, but then you'd be the guinea pig on it. You know, because uh, again, that's uh that's can have a burning effect on tissue. That's why when you make it, I tell you, take it in a dilution. You don't take it straight. You take it in, in a coffee or a tea. So uh, unless you dilute it in water and brought it down to a like less than 1%, uh, then maybe. But again, that's, that's uh, a hypothesis at this point. I'm not, I don't know for sure. You know, I don't know. Nebulize. I would put something like that in a uh, humidif uh, humidifier. You know, I might put maybe a dropper or two in a in a humidifier because again, it's going to be diluted in a solution so that when it vaporizes into the air, it doesn't overwhelm or burn when you're breathing. So I don't know if I would go that route. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, again, uh, if you take it orally, it should be it should be able to reach it should get into the respiratory. It, it, like I said, that's that's designed to get into the cells. So. I, one way, I don't even see the reason to use it in nebula, for a nebulizer. But again, I mean, that's another way, but I, I would definitely dilute it really uh, uh, a lot. <laughs> like I said, less than 1%. So again, uh, some things are meant to go down the gullet. Some things are meant to go that way. Some things... You can get away with doing uh, doing different things, but again, those that's one of those things I don't think I would I would do not that way anyway. Um, now I'm going to give you a formula. I'll do it again because again the room is still filling up. Uh, you know people are still walking in, but okay we heard all about the SARS core COVID bullshit right, and we're taking. Uh, Invermectin, and we're taking hydrochloroquine, and we're doing this, and we're doing that. Uh, 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 is mullein tea as good as some say for lung health? Yeah, it works. It does work. Uh, the natives used to use it for um, uh, people that had asthma. It had a way of relaxing the bronchi and to um, produce a um, a coating so that it could help expel whatever. Uh, and it's usually, mullein is usually also combined with other herbs uh, for the respiratory as well. So 
you know, you could combine it with thyme. You can combine it with um, uh, pine, different uh, different things with like peppermint. You know, again to help fenugreek. So there's a there you can do a lot of things with it. But it does seem to work. And matter of fact, uh, one of the best better methods of using it would be uh, to smoke it, put it in a pipe or roll it roll it up and and puff away. Um, I'm going to give you a, rem a, a recipe or a remedy. I'm okay. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to first, I got to find it. Where the hell I put it? Um, let me find this thing first. It's in the wrong spot, of course. Um, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to post the link. Oh, you guys can't even copy it, can you? Shit. Okay, I'll post it in here anyway. It will it will be in the email. So when I when I broadcast the email out, um, you'll have it. Okay, so that it's uh, um, um, I don't know if you can highlight and copy it. If you can't, don't worry about it. It will be in the email. Okay, there's a formula where you can combine bromelain with acetyl cysteine or nac now the formula i'm suggesting is taking 500 milligrams of each three to 500 300 to three to 500 milligrams of uh bromelain and 500 milligrams of the uh acetyl cysteine and what that does it breaks down the protein barrier of these so-called viruses that they have created in the lab now if it's not mixed with or integrated with nanotechnology then this should work it will break down the protein bonds are again keeping it together so uh, and, I, and i just found this so instead of taking these drugs okay people are taking invermectin all the time or daily as preventative these people are crazy totally crazy in my mind because you can't take an antibiotic like this without having some sort of repercussions on the colon. And sooner or later, there's going to be some genetic damage in the colon, and that stuff's not going to work. Your body will adapt and become adaptive uh, to this. And so if something does hit you, you know, you're not going to have anything. To, that ain't going to work. You know, in fact, you may actually impede the, your body's ability to fight off whatever. Something should only be used as a as a last resort or as a resort because of whatever. But it shouldn't be used all the time. Some things that you just don't use all the time. You know, you can use you can use nutrients all the time because your body does need these nutrients in order to function. But it but to take something that um, is not necessary in my mind is crazy. Uh, I just picked up some, um, well, uh, Invermectin, uh, at my supply place, but that will sit there unless I absolutely ha uh, have to use it or if I, or if somebody I know needs it, then at least it's here, but I never use any of that kind of stuff at all. As a matter of fact, the only thing I use most all the time is herbals or, uh, or some molecular or, uh, uh, elements. In order to again sustain my health or help me fight off uh, infections or whatever, but I never rarely ever use anything pharmaceutical. Aspirin is probably the only thing I really use pharmaceutical. Can you add me to your email, myworld at gmail? 
Okay, send that to my email. Um, uh, then I'll put you on the list. And uh, independence at yahoo.com. Send it there. Then I can just transfer that information. Um, one second. There you go. So. Oh, no, late again. Hello, Tony and everyone. Well, better late than never. <laughs> you still got an hour and 12 minutes left of the show, so you're 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 OK. <laughs> Actually, an hour and, and uh, not even, uh, hour and two minutes. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, um. Well, he's not incorrect. I heard a guy call COVID by the term COVID-AIDS. He's not incorrect. Okay, AIDS is not what everybody thinks it is either. AIDS never existed. Not in the way that they have perpetrated it. Okay, you it, just like COVID. COVID is an acronym. Okay. Certification of vaccination identification. That's what COVID really means. Okay, it's not a disease. It's an identifier. It's a, it's a, 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 like I said, an acronym. I've never seen an acronym cause anybody to get sick. Total bullshit. But this is how they got the general population thinking. They lie and lie and lie and lie and lie until you get to a point where you start believing the lie. The fact of the matter is nobody got infected by COVID. It's impossible to get infected by an acronym. AIDS is another acronym. Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. There's no way in the world you can be infected by an acronym. But they got you believing that this boogeyman called AIDS is going to kill you. They got you believing this boogeyman called COVID is going to kill you. It's impossible. If you have any condition in your system that ha doesn't keep you at optimal health, that you're sick or, or uh, suffering, you have AIDS. You have AIDS. In other words, it's not because you had sex, you know, kinky sex or animal sex or upside down alien sex or anything weird like that. It means that you have acquired an immune deficiency. And now you you have a syndrome, whatever it may be, respiratory uh, weakness, uh, uh, joint weakness, digestive weakness, whatever it may be. You have AIDS. Okay. So we're, and that's how you have to understand the nature of what they're saying is, again, it's all inverted. It's all backwards. We're using a nano triangle on my body while sitting on a chair. No water. Will it do any good? A uh, friend won't use it with water. Then he's, it, it may disengage it, but he's not, he's, how is he going to flush it out? <laughs> The idea behind this, okay, and you have to understand this, and you need to explain it this way. You're producing an electromagnetic pulse 
in the water that has a saline solution, salt. And what happens is as you disengage this program, the saline solution will help flush out in the cells or in the tissue what has been disengaged. Now, if he's not willing or she's not willing to do this, then it will disengage it, but then how is she going to get it out? She's going to sit in the tub afterwards and soak for an hour or two hours? And again, how, how effective will that be? I don't know. Try it. See where see what happens. If you have two or more cells or organ failure, it's a, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So AIDS is just a name that they gave a boogeyman that didn't exist. I'll tell you what happened. At the time that came out, I was driving trucks. This was in the 80s, uh, mid-80s. And the truck stops are well known to have a means of engaging in DNA exchange. All kinds of DNA gets exchanged at all truck stops. It's available for you for the right price, for the right uh, for the right service, for the right amount of money. You can have your DNA exchanged. When that happened, for two weeks, no DNA was being exchanged whatsoever at any truck stop. In fact, there was a prostitute that came on one of the trucks, truck stops, I think it was in Pennsylvania. Somebody was telling me high-end uh, receptacle for DNA exchanging, was charging some kind of money, and nobody was biting. And she kept on lowering her price after an hour. One guy got on the CB and told her, honey, the way things are, says you won't, says nobody in their right mind would, would even consider it. She even said she would do it for free just to stay in practice. In other words, she was horny and wanted to get paid. So at that time, the receptacles to, to collect the DNA sample were not busy. <laughs> and the guys that were donating their DNA into those receptacle collectors were not giving it out either. For two weeks, that all about lasted two weeks, you know. So. Um, again, afterwards, life went on, you know, okay. Uh, fire medic, you in? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, go ahead. What do you well, got? I'm sorry to jump in. I'm sorry to jump in like this, but uh, I actually, since you're talking about, you know, AIDS and hep C, well, you're not really talking about hep C, but I have a story, um, where I was working in the ER and I, I brought in, well, the, the now, now, um, 911 services brought in a, uh, somebody who had a fistula that was bleeding really bad. Um, and, and they put a tourniquet on and all that. But as I was sitting there trying to help the ER staff, you know, gain control of this thing, it ruptured all in my face, in my mouth, in my eyes. It went, everywhere you think it could go, it went. And so obviously they, 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 we, we get the decon shower out and all that kind of stuff, do all that, strip down, throw all my clothes away, and they send me to infectious disease. And so when I was in infectious disease, the, the doctor that was there was an old school doctor, like one of those doctors you couldn't tell him shit because uh, he didn't believe anything that the new guys were saying. He said they, these. He was basically saying that pretty much any doctor that is in in this hospital now they don't know what they're talking about. This was this guy had his shit together, and so 
He said, do you want to take the prophylaxis or the post-incident uh, prophylaxis? And it, it, before I could talk, he said, I would discourage you from doing that because that will probably kill you. He said, whatever you got exposed to, you'll be okay and nothing's going to happen. I've seen it a million times. Um, and then obviously nothing happened. I didn't, this, this person ended up having what they called, I'm just using their terminology because just to establish a standard, they said the viral load for hep C and the viral load for HIV was off the charts, right? I never got AIDS and I never got hep C. The same accident happened again, like eight years later. Then obviously, who was gone? The old school doctor. Now I go in there with a with a you know, somebody who just got out of college and all that kind of shit, and they lost their mind. They acted they acted as if I was going to die the next day. <laughs> so that's that's my story on how the the the, the some of the doctors in the past. They had to shit together and what basically what we're leading into this this time domain that we're in right now is teaching them less and teaching them less and they know less and they depend on a system that tells them what to do. That's my story. I'm sorry I busted in like that. No, no, that's no, no, nothing to be sorry about. It's good. I'd rather you, yeah, again, you're sharing whatever and I think it's important because HIV, believe it or not, is an inconsequential protein. In fact, they tell you that your body has already the, the antibodies to contain any HIV you have. So your the doctor, the old school doctor was correct when he told you nothing would happen because your immune system would already would take care of it. You know, there is, so again, uh, unless you're in, unless you're in, uh, engaging in things that will break down your immune system to allow that to uh, uh, propagate, you have no worry. The... Uh, the only thing that um, I've seen, even what, what I've been dealing with for years, people that have cancers and things is because they've been taking things for so long that the body has just basically given out from trying to fight the poison. Once you tell them to stop using these poisons and then give their bodies what they need to reboot their immune system, 85% of them survived and beat it. So what you're saying goes along with the same concept. It's the... It, it's the um, it's the, the internal environment that you have to maintain. That's why I say today's time, your genetic code and your DNA is what you have to really pay attention to in order to keep that functioning and healthy. You should be okay. All this bullshit that they're telling us today with um, AIDS and COVID, these are just nothing but acronyms. But again, medical people have got, like you said, they don't know jack shit. They're propagating whatever they're propagating. And then the general population, which even knows less than they do, uh, go along with it because they think some boogeyman out there is going to kill them, you know. Um, and the real enemy is the stuff that you're talking about all the time with Bluetooth, AirFi, Wi-Fi, Li-Fi. You know, and then you're doing the demonstrations on your YouTube channel which or, or, or whatever channel you're using, Rumble, YouTube, or BitChute. And... That's what everybody should be paying attention to because that's what's causing all this uh, all this issue that's going on with people breaking down because this is the silent killer that nobody's talking about. This, this is the real tro another Trojan horse um, that they've added to the equation. 
And here's the crazy thing is, is like people often use this word, uh, the, the silent, you know, silent war or, or uh, you know, but the, the, the weapons that they use, if you got the right device, make a lot of noise. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So like I said, but again, everyone's paying attention to the wrong thing. You know, what, what causes most of the health issues today? It's epigenetics, environmental exposure that weakens your DNA or weakens your genetic code or weakens your immune system or overloads your immune system. So when we're looking at the actual truth of the matter, you know, I'm around sick people all the time. That's who I deal with. I don't get sick. You know, I'm relatively healthy. If it wasn't for nano poisoning, I wouldn't have no problems in that regard. So, and even that's under, that's been, uh, again, subdued and under control. What's killing me now is this radiation that we're exposed to and how environmentally, okay, even dr cars driving by. I'm standing on my porch. I'm using a Tesla, uh, Tesla meter. Every time a car goes by, that thing jumps up to like th three micro Teslas, like right away, boom, boom, everyone that drives by. And I'm at least 30 feet away from the road. It's picking it up every time it goes by. So that's a constant exposure that nobody's even talking about when you're driving a car. You know, you're on a highway. How many cars are around you? How many cars are passing you? You know, again, the, the lights above us hitting us with life. But nobody's talking in this regard. This, these are environmental toxins that are killing us. And that's what's causing our problems, a lot of our problems. So, so uh, I, hey, Tony. Yeah, go ahead. I got yeah. something. I got something that I'm I'm kind of testing out right now. It's I've I've only been observing it for about maybe almost 30 days. And so what I've noticed is that obviously I got a very good uh um sample size in my neighborhood because I got almost everybody in this neighborhood is vaccinated. And how do I know? Because everybody is so prideful and they will tell you. Um but what I've noticed as if Imagine like uh, when Luke Skywalker goes somewhere, wh who does he need to navigate his machine? Well, gosh dang it, he needs R2-D2. So he drops R2-D2 into his aircraft that he's going to do. Because why? Because uh, R2-D2 is the AI system that runs his entire aircraft, right? And so what I've noticed is that I have a neighbor across the street that when he gets in his truck, Right. When, when he gets into his son's truck that has the brand new LED systems in it, when he pulls out of the out of the driveway with that that truck, I feel like I'm getting radiated to the nth degree. Like I, I feel all the same things as if as if my wife, my ex-wife just pulled in the driveway. And so what I also have noticed is that if his uh, son, who isn't vaccinated, jumps in that truck and drives the same truck, I don't get hit. Now, role reversal. He has an older car that does not have any LED lights. If he can, and he pulls out of that driveway at nighttime, and that that he hits my house with that light, nothing. Yeah. So, but but when he gets in that brand new truck with them brand new lights, and I've noticed it several times with other people coming in and out, driving up and down my road, that I feel. Oftentimes I could feel this weirdness across my face and across my chest, but the intensity is not there, but I could still feel it. 
So that that's that's just my two cents that I, I I'm trying to test it and test it. But of course, with with light, I don't I don't have anything to measure that other than the other than the salt that I'm taking onto my body that I that I can feel. But I don't know as of yet. If anybody has any clues or ideas, feel free to message me about it. But I don't know how to try to measure that light that that's being casted in the in the information or the radiation that, that it's emitting or whatever. I, they probably got light spectrometers that may be able to read, give you a reading, uh, what range and whatnot. I, again, I, I, to be honest with you, I had to look at it myself because I really don't know. But I'm sure there's photonic uh, um, meters that will probably read this because light's measured on the radiation bandwidth as well. So uh, usually they're in the infrared and the well, they're in the there. Well, there can be from any range, but now the new ones are in the terahertz ranges, which can be from infrared to ultraviolet. So, um, and with all the other lights out there, it would be interesting to see what happens when a car goes under a street light. And because if one person can get in there in the car and you got two vehicles, the person and the per vehicle he's driving emitting radiation and it's amplifying it. What happens when your car drives under a streetlight? Does it also amplify it? You know, even though it's a limited, it would be a limited range under a 5G uh, transmission. But there are so many of them that every time you drive, you're in one underneath one of those uh, streetlights. So I just wonder if that would even uh, impact. Because you ever notice sometimes you're driving down the road and the lights seem brighter than normal? And you wonder what the hell's going on. You know, do you think the guy may have his brights on? But it just seems like the lights themselves are have emitted a higher on a higher bandwidth. I wear my yellow lenses at nighttime, and I notice that if I take them off, those lights are, are brighter than normal. Yeah, sometimes it feels like you got like an eighteen wheeler pulling up behind you, but it's a yeah. little teeny tiny car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, so I just kind of wonder if the. Um, if the street lamps are acting as an amplifier as well, hits the car and those beams, the, the LEDs in the car, then uh, again, get an amplified signal and puts out a, a brighter light. Again, being able to reach further. Um, uh, hold on a second there, uh, uh, Freematic, hold on. Why does the green pointer light stun or disengage nanotech? What kind of frequency? It's on a nanometer range. Um, so when you're hitting these things, it's a laser. It's a, it's a concentrated uh, photonic beam, and it produces an EMF. Okay, light produces electromagnetic fields. That's how they measure them. So when you're hitting it with a, a green pointer, any laser would work. Um the even the blue or yellow one would should work as well even the red one it provided that the output is strong enough you know to be able to to affect it but i got a i got a green light laser and again this one goes up to, like i said 10 miles in the air and when i used to hit the bot flies with my spray solution and then act deactivate them i would hit them with the laser and it would cause them to explode so um ah no worries no worries um there's no crashing the party here. Everything goes, and it, and I mean everything goes, right? Gets out of hand, and I'll step in. But again, anybody's got something to contribute, 
along the lines of what we we're talking about, along the lines of uh, what we're discussing, and you can keep it on topic. I don't have, I don't have a problem you coming in, uh, anybody. So, um, so when you're hitting them with a focus beam, it has, a, it has more penetration. And again, it's going to disengage and disrupt their program. Um, yeah, you basically, when you hit it, you scramble this program. Okay, like I said, think of it as an electromagnetic field. That's what you hit it with. A high-powered, high-concentrated EMF. So that's what, you, when you hit it, any operating system or program that would be functioning or running, you would disengage it. You, it would be like running a magnet over a, um, a cassette tape. It would literally erase the information. So um, same idea. And again, when wherever you're hitting the hitting the targeted area, because of the even the heat that that produces, uh, would damage or destroy any, for lack of a better term, neurons or connections, neural neural links that would have been assembled. Okay, what's going on here? How do you make how do you make the spray solution? The spray solution I was using was vinegar, copper chloride, and bleach. And when I uh, sprayed these, because nothing else was working, I used essential oils. The shit was laughing at it. So when I hit it with the, the acid and salt combination and copper, I was hitting it from three different angles. The, the genetics of it, because again, if it was still, if it was still a... Um, Bio biological agent, the copper would have wiped out the genetics, the acid, which, which would penetrate the outer layer, and the bleach would act, which would have acted as a um, penetrant. So what would happen is they'd spray them, they would land wherever they landed, and then they would just sort of, if I hit them with another shot, uh, they would be completely incapacitated, and I would put my red, red uh, lenses on and proceed to uh, hit them with a laser. Um, I was at a boarding school across the, across the hall, hall, the washing machine was going when the smell of detergent hit me. Um, let's see, hold on. Like, uh, felt like a hit. My throat felt it. Then I got, got a cold. I think we have Li-Fi and fragrance. And weaponized air fresheners, maybe. Yeah, for sure. It's all it's all epigenetic. It's all epigenetic, you know, for sure. Um, you know. So the um yeah, and again, it's a combination of things that you're mentioning here. You got the chemistry, the synthetic chemistry there, you might have nanoparticles in that in that soap. Um uh, and then you're getting hit with the life fi again, radiation. Yeah. So again, um, not a surprise. Tony, can I use the green laser light directly on my skin while protecting my eyes? Uh, for instance, uh, on a spot where I know I have embedded nano. Ah, you can, you can, you can use it. Uh, I've never seen it do much except damage, damage the skin. If it, if it has. If the beams, okay, usually the ones that I've got are like 535 nanometers. So I'm not sure how strong your pointer is. So if it's really powerful, you may just wind up burning the skin. 
and then what will happen is you got some kind of damage. Uh, so again, Tony, I drank too much pumpkin beer. How to sober up? Um, pumpkin beer, really? There's such a thing? <laughs> God. <laughs> pumpkin beer. I don't drink beer, so I don't know. I, I've never even heard of pumpkin beer, got to tell you. <laughs> You know, pumpkin beer. Okay. Um, ask Cherie. She just did it. <laughs> yeah. Talk to Cherie. She'll help you. <laughs> it's good shit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not much of a beer drinker. I never could handle beer. Beer would go down my throat, and there was this little guy with a lever, and he'd... Um, as soon as beer hit my my throat, he'd hit the lever, say reverse the gears, and the stuff would come out. Now I can drink wine, I can drink port, I can drink sherry, I can drink vodka, I can drink uh, brandy, I can drink bourbon, I can drink whiskey, but I can't drink beer. Beer for and, and it's okay. I don't miss beer because as far as uh, beer is concerned, that's all bread anyway, so I don't bother with it. So um, anyway. Um, the girl pumpkin, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, um, there you go, Fremonio. There we go. Oh, she made it. Hey, you made it. Well, what do you know? Fremonio. Dun 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 dun. dun. Okay. A uh, thousand. Okay, here we go. Yeah, I've never heard of pumpkin beer. I gotta tell you, I. I've heard of stout. I've heard of different things like that. But uh, again, I'm not. A, I'm not one for beer. I I don't drink it. I don't even. I don't even use it. Um, I'm still not getting your emails about the shows. What? I I. Um, okay. I don't know why you're not getting them. Uh, send me your email again. I'll double check to make sure it's on the list. But I'm pretty sure if you ask me to put you on the list, it's there. Check your. Um, Check your trash bin or check your uh, spam, your spam uh, uh, folder. Maybe maybe going there. Okay. It, it's best to send that to my email. Uh, this way it's there. I'll double check it when I get off the show. But if you sent me an email, then it would be in the email list. So I just want to double check to make sure it's there. Um and again, check your spam folder. Maybe it's going to you, but it's winding up in the spam. Okay. So uh, I don't, like I said, usually when people ask me to put them on the, uh, um, on the list, it's funny. I get a lot of people saying, take me off the list because I can't handle it no more. Um, uh, so, but I had a lot more people ask me these days, put, put them on the list, <laughs> which is pretty good. So let's see what we got here. Um, the um, well, I was like, wow, this is this has been a pretty good show. It's, a, it's the numbers are still climbing. Yeah, usually I do these shows on on Saturday for those in Europe primarily because they have during the week I do the shows at six o'clock at night on Eastern. And so a lot of Europeans do not uh, unless they're uh, unless they're night owls, don't listen. To, can't get to the show because they got to go to work or whatever. So during the Saturday, it's a three o'clock show. To again, 
to include the European audience and other audiences from all over other parts of the world. Um, uh, well, there you go. Um, so this way, everybody has a chance to tune in, and if they have questions or they just want to listen to me rant and rave like a madman, they can do that too. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the, the formula. Let me get back to Okay, let me repeat this formula. Have on hand certain things because of what's coming down the pipe. If they decide to do an aerosoling of this uh, genetically engineered Frankenstein, then you want to have some of these things on hand. Some of the things on hand you might want to have are bromelain or some kind of enzyme, but bromelain and NAC or cysteine, either one. Um, when you combine the two, and again, it will be an email. When you combine the two, it has an effect of breaking down the protein bonds of these anomalies that they're creating. So it won't, it won't be able to stick to you or, or cling on to you. The other thing you might want to contain, uh, have on you all the time is selenium. Now, I talked about uh, sharing Dr. Ravici's site on selenium. Someone told me uh, this week they may have taken it down. So I'll see, I'll see if I can find the data um, uh, in my database somewhere. I should have, I should have it listed somewhere uh, in regarding to that. And um, I'll post it. I'll put it, put it in a PDF format and you can have, download it. Um, you might want to have MMS on the side as well. Again, I don't believe it's the cure-all that they're telling everybody it is. It does have an effect on bacteria. It does have an effect on mold. It does have an effect on fungi. Whether or not it has an effect on, on proteins that they're calling viruses, it may or may not. But it's not going to deal with a lot of the nanotechnology until you disengage the nano. And if they're telling you anything different, then they're full of shit, period. The, uh, and again, it is a bleaching agent. So again, just because it's a bleaching agent doesn't mean it's dangerous. Let me show you something about bleach, chlorine, chlorine, not chloride, chlorine. Um, back in the day in the 1800s, early 1900s, a lot of times the drinking water was shitty. And what they would do is they would take a glass of water from a well or whatever, and then they would add five, uh, five or six drops, drops of chlorine bleach into the water. They'd stir it up and let it sit there for 15 minutes and then drink it. No side effect, no cancers, nothing. Now, th this also would have inc uh, uh, increased hydrochloric acid inside the gut as well. So these, even when you're preserving water, they, there's a ratio per gallon how much bleach would put in the water because over time the bleach would break down and wouldn't, and again, would be inert. Peroxide is a bleach. It's a bleaching agent. So is, so is borax or boron. So just because they're a bleaching agent doesn't mean they're dangerous. It just means that that's, that's, a, that's one of the properties that these things have. And this is the reason why I don't even talk about MMS that much, because there's more than enough data out there on the, on the topic. And I'm not here to uh, propagate any products. If that was the case, I'd be propagating my own products, which I don't even talk about. So... Um, it has benefit, 
I'm not saying it doesn't, but what I'm also saying is it's not a cure-all. It's like any other supplement. Iodine has probably more uh, healing properties than even MMS does, but it, it too does not cure everything. Copper chloride has a lot of healing properties. It's one of the best biocides out there that you could make. It doesn't cure everything either. So your body is a complex biochemical um, container. And it requires multiple different types of chemicals to keep it healthy. Right. The sun can bleach you as well. So there's no... Again, when they talk, they're trying when they're trying to hide the fact that it's a bleaching agent. I find that that's that's just incredible in my mind that you're hiding something. So again, it takes away from the credibility of a product. And when somebody says, "Well, that's disinformation," well, then go look up bleaching agents, and you'll see sodium hypochlorite in that list. You'll see peroxide in that list. Will I quit using hydrogen peroxide because it's a bleaching agent? Of course not. I'll still use it. It is one of the things, one of the properties that this can do. You know, so again, it's not a negative thing. It's just something that it should be expressed in that form and fashion. Borax is a bleaching agent, yet everyone is told to take a bath in it to remove radiation. Even in the military, one of the one of the um, solutions for removing radiation from the body is to have uh, use a diluted bleach, putting it on the skin, and then let it sit there for a couple hours and rinsing it off. This too extracts radiation from the system. Where on my site can I get? Yeah, I don't think I have anything on. Just look up. Just look up titanium dioxide um, uh, side effects. There's all kinds of information on the internet about titanium dioxide. Uh, again, uh, if you look in the nano, um, any of the nano. Links that are there will talk about nanometals and titanium is mentioned. And titanium in a nanoscale will penetrate the, the, uh, the uh, sac of the male, causing um, damage to the genetics, damaging the capacity to reproduce, and even damaging the ability to even get erected. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Just okay. There you go. Uh, check toxicity of titanium titanium oxide, whatever dioxide. Yeah, and academia EDS. You can look at it anywhere. Just type in side effects or or uh, uh, health health effects, negative health effects of titanium dioxide. You know, you'll find that uh, titanium dioxide, nano silver, cadmium are very lethal to the male uh, sac. They will d literally destroy your your capacity to reproduce. And if you look at a lot of products out there, like chewing gum products, have that white co uh, white coating. That's titanium dioxide. If you're buying uh, supplements with a uh, a cap, gelatin cap or veggie cap, and it's white, that's titanium dioxide. So you don't want to be using these things, you know. We don't. You don't want to be using these things. So um, again, you can go on my website. There's about four or five links on the main page on nanotechnology, nanometals, I believe is one, and you'll see the listing of all these nanometals that are there. Even iodine on a nano scale is toxic. 
it can actually fry your thyroid. So again, um, nothing what they're telling you about nano is all is uh, in any way, shape, or form uh, true. How you make homemade chewing gum? Well, again, look it up. There are some questions I will deal with, stuff like that. There's so much information on the internet on things like that you're asking in that regard that you can look that up yourself. You can go on YouTube channel for that matter, how to make chewing gum, you know. Uh, there are certain things you can buy, mastic gum that you can make chewing gum out of. There's all kinds of places. So again, look it up. Uh, there's Arabic gum, yeah, you can use that too. So... Um, all, all of this is just these elements from uh, different veg vegetables or whatever, and they just add a flavoring agent to it. Um, yeah, usually your, uh, your pine produces a pitch that they flavor and they use. How do you make a hormone? Uh-huh. Okay, you can have, um, you can chew on frankincense. There you go. See, you got all these ideas. You need to have to look it up. People are already showing you what to do. So, but again, if you're trying to make a chewing gum like they make a gum, um, there are, go go check it on YouTube. You know, I don't, like I said, I don't deal with this that kind of stuff. I, I try, you know, sometimes I'll look at it and, you know, you can use gum though. I will say this. You can use chewing gum as a means of a delivery. In other words, when you make your chewing gum, you can add a herbal combination to them or even a, a, um, uh, a nutrient combination. In other words, you liquefy your vitamins, you turn them into a solution, and then mix them with your gum mixture. And then while you're chewing on the gum, it releases these nutrients into your system. So it does, it, it does have a, um, a use as far as a delivery method, you know, um, in regarding to, again, using that as a means to deliver a, a uh, nutrient or to, to deliver a uh, supplement, you know, it's, it's there. You, you have that option. Okay. You have that option. Okay, well, okay, let me go back to this again. Give me a second. Okay. I want to play something. Um, because there's a lot going on out west in Canada I think everybody should know about. The um, um, there, there's, a, there's a fight going on in regarding um, <laughs> gun rights in Canada. The government wants to take away gun rights from Canadians. They want to list everything as a semi-automatic um, military issue weapon. And they want to um, uh, they want to again disarm Canadians. And when I was hearing the guy talking, you know, about what Ottawa wants to do, guy had a bit of a lisp. Now that may not may not mean anything, you know. Uh, over the years, I've come to a certain revelation about people who have their endocrine system uh, screwed up, and so they sometimes they just can't help their um, their uh, the way they are. But 
when they're talking about taking guns away in regarding to, again, making places safer, you don't hear about gun crimes in Canada like you do in the United States. The United States breeds the crimes over there. And this, our system is going the same way, actually. It's, it's turning Canada into a, a ghetto. So I kept thinking the only reason why they're worried about people with guns, like farmers and stuff, because they may actually shoot people. <laughs> you know, not that they want to, but if they feel threatened or cornered, they are going to retaliate. So anyway, I got a question. Hi, Tony. We made the zinc and copper chloride. It seemed like no matter how much water we added, it did not neutralize the city. We had to add a bunch of baking soil, which yielded pH of four and the copper. The seven for the zinc. Okay, zinc, zinc is this an okay pH? Yeah, okay. If you're between five and seven, you're okay. Even four, because you got to remember, you're going to be putting drop amounts in a dilute. In other words, you're going to put it in a coffee, water, tea, or whatever. Usually, when you get that kind of problem going on, I'm finding is you're not adding enough copper to the solution. Uh, again, when I make mine, I'm adding 16 ounces of peroxide with 16 ounces of HCl. Now. The HCl also has to be at a certain strength. Um, I got an email from Europe that they made it and the zinc would not break down, but they were only using like a 10% HCl or a muriatic acid. So um, again, the metals themselves will neutralize some of the acidity of the, of the, when you're making it. So if you don't add enough copper, to it, maybe you need to add a little bit more copper. It, it probably extracted okay. Uh, you probably got that teal blue or blue or a green greenish color or or a uh, green blue or blue green kind of color, which again is a good good sign that you've extracted. But like I said, it may not you may not have put enough in the, enough copper in the solution for it to help neutralize the uh, the acid. So yeah, the baking soda should be fine. Shouldn't have any effect really. Um, the um, Again, when you do take it, put it in drop amounts. You know, just put it in drop amounts. Uh, okay, where are you? Where are you from? Are you in, the, are you in North America and you're in Europe? Because I, I find that what we have here in North America, what they have in Europe, is a little different. So, or Australia or New Zealand, and again, another area of the world where things are a little different. So, uh, did you use when you made the chlorophyll? No, you you're, you should be using zinc oxide. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, should be a zinc. Well, she made, she got her pH up on the zinc, so that's not a problem. Um, I'm having a, I'm having a flu after ten days with fever and everything. I use your aspirin and magnesium. Your fever is still there. What uh, need to get rid of the fever? Or how, how high is your fever? Fever is not a bad thing. Fever is sometimes required so that your body will burn out whatever, but. The quickest way to get your fever down is take a solution of vinegar and water, put it in a bowl, 50-50, get a washcloth, uh, saturate it, wring it out, and put it on the forehead, and it will draw the heat out of your body that way. And then once the washcloth gets warm, take the uh, corner of the washcloth and twirl it around a couple times to cool off, cool it off. Reapply it on the head, do that three times, and then put it back in the solution and, and do it again. That should um, um, that should bring down the fever. What happens if the copper isn't pure? Well, you shouldn't be using it then. If the copper is not pure, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be playing with it. 
Okay, the copper piping is usually uh, 0.999, which is which is about as uh, pure as you're going to get it. Um, so, what type of zinc are we using for zinc oxide? Oxide is what you should be using. You know. So, um, yeah. So, if you're trying to, this is my grandma formula. Thank you, Tony. Aha, uh -huh. see, grandma taught. So you should listen to grandma. And you wouldn't have to ask me this question. <laughs> so, yeah, oxides is what you should be using. Uh, or, <clears throat> excuse me, or using a zinc metal. Onions and socks help fevers as well. There you go. Um but yeah, the now if you have, let's say you have a, a child and the fever is up about 104, 105, what you do with that is you, you get cold water in a tub or a, uh, depending on how old the child is, and you fill it up where it will just cover the body, pour in about a half a gallon of um, vinegar, dissolve it in the water and put them in it. That will literally create a hypothermic effect which will draw the heat out of the body. And again, as soon as you get them out of the tub, wrap them up in a blanket, cover their head, because they will be chilled. <clears throat> but that's, again, that is only last resort. That is only the last resort. You do not do that as a first thing. You, you do the washcloth, vinegar, water thing first. You pad the body down to draw the heat. But if the, if the fever is going out of control, then that's the option you would use. That will prevent brain damage. So again, um, but that's a last resort. Life and death. That's the only time you'd use something like that. Um, you know, so again, all right. What was I talking about? I was going to, getting on a topic here. Oh, Alberta and guns. <laughs> Want you to hear this. Um, this is amazing. Uh, and again, here we are today. Here we are today. Oh, uh, okay. Again, I guess this was not a speech. Oh, this was. Oh, yeah. Okay, you got four, pro uh, three provinces in the territory. So, in case you missed it, Alberta provincial government took a big step last week against the impeding, impending order. In council firearm confiscation. Justice Minister Tyler Shandro put, uh, put his cabinet's decision plainly. Alberta will not assist the federal government in this or any federal effort to strip lawfully obtained personal property from our residents. And now Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and the Yukon are all on board with Alberta. Saskatchewan put it just as plainly as Alberta, saying the provincial government will not support initiatives that only impact uh, the law-abiding, RCMP vetted hunters, sports shooters, ranchers, farmers, and others who use firearms for lawful and good reasons. Manitoba is a bit more diplomatic in its response, but said something very similar. Any buyback program cannot further erode precious provincial police resources already suffering from large vacancy rates from focusing on investigations of violent crime. In other words, they were, they, they were kissing their ass. <laughs> for its part, Ottawa Liberal government sent seemed happy to dismiss the Western province's statements as political theater. However, make no mistake, there's a showdown brewing between the feds and the provincial counterparts, so how uh, would you like to, to up the ante? So, 
This is, oh, Canada. And the reason why they want to take away these guns and steps, because you also have a native group, native uh, culture, since they group a culture, in this country that rely on their guns for providing for food. And they also rely on their guns for, for protection. And we're heading by the way of Australia. And this also, see, when you have a gun, and again, I'm not advocating war, but when you have a gun, you keep a government in check. And these retards we have in Ottawa, these retards we have in Ontario, everyone needs to be doubly and triply armed, period. Because they think they're going to run roughshod across the country because they, their cabinet has been penetrated by Klaus Schwab. And I think, seriously, we need to really do something about removing this parliament. You know, uh, we need to do something about removing the system that we have because it's not for, it's not for Canadians, that's for sure. You know, uh, Greetings from Crete and Greece. All righty. You're in two places at one time? Wow. You got a gift. <laughs> you know, like I said, everything goes. I'm speaking my opinion here. And I don't believe guns should be registered either. I really don't believe they should be. Someone says, well, that could increase crime. Well, who's, who's going to be uh, increasing the crime if everybody's guns are gone who will have the guns criminals criminals and who are the criminals the government you know uh <laughs> well she says crete and greece i'm thinking wow she's on two places at the same time she's got a gift <laughs> she can split in two or i'm assuming it's a she anyway yes yes double x <laughs> that's a gift <laughs> She can be here and there just like that. <laughs> we all need that gift. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew it was an island, but I mean, I didn't know. Well, I thought Crete was its own country. I, that's what I was under the assumption. So maybe something's changed and I missed it. So, okay. <laughs> um, the... Um, this is what's going on in O Canada. You know, and everyone's saying we, we won something. We haven't won a damn thing in this country. And we need to wake up and realize that we're losing this war. We're losing the country if it's not already lost. Now, we have four places so far in Canada. Um, oh, oh, they're not. Okay, I always, I don't know where I got that from. I always thought Crete was... Uh, an independent island or an independent country. I had no idea that it was that it was uh, directly affiliated with Greece. I I, uh, I don't know where I got that from. Um, so again, I guess I was misinformed. Uh, oh, Cyprus, Cyprus. We wish. <laughs> Seems like everybody wants to leave their country. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know. We have Canadians that don't want to leave Canada, but want to leave the federal government. You know, we don't really want to be with them. They are a bad influence on the country. They're, they make us look bad. They are, uh, they are, um, they're an embarrassment. 
You know, the, the federal government is an embarrassment to Canada, you know. So it's like the rest of us in Canada want, like, we think Canada's a good place. Uh, for the most part, it has problems just like any place else, but we have an embarrassment in Ottawa. Why do people think Elon Musk is with the people? People need to go to Walmart and get a new brain. Well, going to Walmart won't get you a new brain. It'll just get you dumber. <laughs> you ever see what walks through Walmart? <laughs> Have you ever seen those pictures coming out of Florida? Mm. Brains is not something Walmart sells. <laughs> Rainbow colored people that are out of shape wearing tutus. <laughs> Hurt my eyes when I see stuff like that. Anyhow. <laughs> so anyway, we have an issue in this country and it's called Ottawa. Um... So, um, my country where cash is integrated in the culture is better. Yeah. Yeah, we have, well, you know what? Our country's fucked up, uh, messed up because of the federal government. And they created all these divisions in this country that should never have been here. But then that's part of the whole new world order anyway. I went to Walmart yesterday. Half the people are back wearing masks. Oh, well, that's nothing new there. Uh, again. No brains. <laughs> brains. What a what a concept. What a concept. Uh, brains. Hmm. What a concept. Um, I think that's the. Give me another. Give me a second here. Yeah. Now I listened to a speech out of Alberta, and I really don't know what to make of it. It's either theater or it's a, maybe a setup or maybe there's actually something going on. We've had so much bullshit for so long that when I hear something that sounds right, I have to question, okay, is it real or is it just a stage or what's really going on here? You know, um, so again, let me. Let me play this as soon as I get to the thing here. I'm going to let you listen to this and let you decide what to make of it. Well, Whoops. Mr. Speaker. Whoops. Hold on a second. She got ahead of me. Hold on. Get back to where it started. Here we go. Well, Mr. Speaker, over the past several days, we have heard nonstop hysteria, both in and out of this House, as the NDP opposition, its leader and their allies, continue their desperate attempt to paint the Alberta sovereignty within the United Canada Act as some sort of undemocratic power grab threatening the democracy. That somehow this act gives power to cabinet to unilaterally alter legislation behind closed doors despite the fact that it does not. It is a shameful display of fear-mongering and fabrication that Albertans will remember well when they see how democratically and effectively this constitutional shield will be used in the coming months and years ahead to protect the rights and welfare of Albertans from Ottawa's continuous, unconstitutional, and harmful overreach. But, Mr. Speaker, that's not why I'm standing today to address my fellow elected members of the, of the legislature. You see, as unseemly as the NDP has acted these past 72 hours, voting against a bill they hadn't even read, 
making accusations and statements without a shred of truth and had to be deleted from Twitter. Despite it all, these sorts of antics and tactics, for better or for worse, are part of our democratic process. In this legislative assembly, the government proposes legislation. We debate, we argue, and we advocate our positions passionately. And then we in this chamber each vote on the bill as duly elected members of the people of Alberta. And if that vote passes with a majority, that bill becomes the binding and constitutionally enforceable law of the province of Alberta. This is how democracy works. This is the rule of law. It is the very foundation of our democracy. Yesterday, the leader of the NDP opposition spoke with the media outside this chamber. And when told by a reporter that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was taking no option off the table, including the potential of Mr. Trudeau unilaterally revoking and quashing the Alberta sovereignty within a United Canada Act, should it pass in this elected assembly, the NDP leader stated, and I quote, I think if they revoke the act, that would be the right thing to do. The meaning of the NDP leader's words are crystal clear. This member clearly believes that her dear friend, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, should unilaterally quash and override a law of Alberta because she disagrees with it. And I have to say, Mr. Speaker, in my lifetime, I have never heard a more undemocratic statement or thought uttered by an elected official in this province, let alone one who sees herself fit for the office of premier. It is astounding, both for its raw, undemocratic meaning and its level of pure hypocrisy. Having later realized the magnitude of her statement, this member got up on CBC and on Twitter yesterday evening to deny she had even said it when in fact, she could not have said it more clearly. Mr. Speaker, we have heard this member and caucus wrongfully accuse this government of attempting to subvert democracy. And yet, in a moment of pristine clarity, this NDP leader let it slip just how little regard she has for the very Alberta democracy she seeks to lead. Is that her plan, Mr. Speaker? When the NDP leader doesn't get her way, in this democratically elected assembly, will she just call up her good friend Justin Trudeau and her federal party leader Jagmeet Singh to direct their coalition government to quash and override the laws of our land? What sort of rule of law is this? This member and her party are quick to dig up statements from 24 months or 24 years ago to inform Albertans of my alleged positions of today. Well, how about 24 hours ago? Because 24 hours ago, this member made it clear that in her view, when the chips are down, it's Ottawa before Alberta. It's Justin and Jagmeet before the Constitution. This member should apologize immediately for her lapse of judgment and affirm her commitment to upholding the laws of our province, whomever may have written them. As for me, let me be clear. I know I'm not perfect, but I will never apologize for defending Albertans against federal actions harmful to our province. I will never deviate. I will never 
never deviate from putting this province above any federal leader. My loyalty is to Albertans. I will accept their judgment of me and this government, whatever that may be, and I will never call upon any federal prime minister to override or strike down a law passed by this legislative assembly. Albertans are a proud and free people. We are not mere subjects of politicians in Ottawa able to quash the laws of this elected assembly upon request. I'd ask this honorable member and everyone in this house to remember who we serve. Because for me, at this side of the house, there is no debate. We serve Albertans first, always. I gotta say, I like the speech. I do. She's got she's got balls, man. <laughs> she's got balls. I like her. I like her uh, stand, you know. Um, but you know, is this theater? I'm not sure. But if four provinces, uh, three provinces in the territory, are already aligning themselves up against Ottawa, we may see a separate separation of Canada. If that's the case. I think the West is going to fill up real quick. Those of us who are, uh, uh, well, she sounds like the Italian uh, president as well. You know, how much of this is choreographed and how much of it is uh, legit? Um, again, I don't know, but I, I do like what she said. And, I, and again, uh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> There's no government like no government. Exactly. I agree. Um, but we are in um but we are in um we're in a mess globally and stuff like this will get people maybe more awake or on board that's that's the hope anyway um so uh, again um you don't hear this coming out of New Zealand you don't hear this coming out of Australia unfortunately the people over there are aft hard uh, you don't hear this coming out of South Africa. Uh, we saw this week China has, having issues in China. I kind of wonder if that's being staged as well. well. I do know it's being staged. I mean, it's coming out more and more. There's been some external influences that are that have created are creating this kind of um, uh, activity over there. Uh, but there are a lot of people in this country, in Canada that don't agree with the policies of the parliament because the policies of the parliament do not reflect Canada. They reflect a globalist agenda that has nothing to do with us. They are eliminating anybody in this country that's of European descent or European. They want to remove everything that's, whether it's Northern European or Southern European or anything East, like the Central, Central European or even further, Middle Eastern and whatever. They don't want to have anything around that can ha that has a brain, you know. Um, they want to bring people in here. They're under the illusion of Canada. Canada's got a great illusion as well. Pristine, clean country, you know, mountains and trees and rivers and streams. That's all been polluted by, by all kinds of shit today. The environment's been literally being destroyed right under our feet. And our water's being exported out to China, then sold back here to Canada. You know, you got environments up in northern Alberta that are, have devastated the land. We got environments in Ontario that have devastated our rivers with their pollutants and factories. You know, it's, it's like this right across the country. But this is what you don't see. 
You don't see the corruption of this government, how badly corrupted that it is, including like Ontario. Ontario is just shit right now. You know, we don't have a premier. We, what we have is sadness. That's <laughs> what we have. So anyway, I want to present this so that when you're hearing speeches like this as well, you take them with a grain of salt and you sit back and watch and see what happens and take a over overall look mm. of the effect of their policies. Because they could say the right thing, but because there's so much double speech going on today. And again, I don't trust any politician. Politicians are prostitutes on the Saturday night, Saturday night street corner. If you get, to, if you pay, you get to play, and that's all they are. They're basically a cash deposit depository for globalists to pay them whatever money they want them to pay, and then they enact whatever they're going to enact. So again, I'm saying this so that we're not continually being deceived. And I'm again, I share this. The speech sounds real good. Now let's see what happens to Albertans. Let's see what happens to people in Saskatchewan. Let's see what happens to the people in Manitoba. Since Manitoba had a more softer tone, I wonder if they're just basically a um, a uh, linchpin ready to flip flip flop like fish on dry land. Let's take a look at Yukon. Yukon, they were dancing. Yay! Even the premier was dancing with the people on that one. So if they're already if they're ready to really break away and form another country or another system, not part of this WEF shit then we may see a major exodus into those areas of, of Canada or whatever they're going to call it at that time. Who knows? Maybe this will be a separation. And maybe this is what they're trying to do. You know, when she mentioned that, uh, that uh, under a united Canada, well, maybe they're not going to unite with the rest of Canada. That's a possibility as well. And again, uh, <clears throat> uh, this also may be a result of them breaking away so that they can, be more aligned with China or the United States you know, in, the, in the policies of the West, because not all parts of the United States also agrees with, with uh, Washington, D.C. either. So you got we got a lot of shit going on all over the place that we don't know which way this is really going to go. So I'm presenting this as well in this part because this is all part of your health as well. Being on top of what's going on, so again, you can be better prepared to make whatever changes you need to make to prepare for whatever's coming down the pipe. Never trust the government, ever, any government. Never trust any government. Governments are like hookers on the street corner. They'll say whatever they need to say to get you involved with them so that you can give them whatever whatever money or whatever reward they can get. You got to remember, lobbying groups are constantly paying off for politicians to, again, sell, sell their own ass if they have to, to, to make a buck, you know, so never, never, never trust a politician. Pray for the country. Pray for each other. That's something I would encourage you all to do. But never believe any of these bastards are in power. You know they they're too easily influenced, and they're too and they're too e and they're even more easier to be bought out. And that includes the legal system as well. So again, I'm presenting this. To give you an open clarity, we do not have a government. We have a board of directors. We have CEOs that run the country. And remember, Canada is nothing but a corporation. A corporation is run by a board of directors, which are the premiers of the province. And the prime minister is the head CEO of Canada. Can you imagine that? We got an idiot running a corporation as big as Canada, if we're looking at it from that angle. 
an incredibly ridiculous <laughs> child who hasn't a clue. But he gets his but he gets his direction from the WEF. They tell him what to do, they pull the string, and he obeys. And he doesn't give a shit about Canada. And that Jack meets Singh, his little boy toy, you know, again, don't believe him at all. You know, and that's another dumbass. <laughs> he, he, he collaborated with the liberals when he could have been running the liberals. Uh, the stupidity. So again, uh, I, I'm pointing this out. So anyway, I'm going to leave you with this in the show. I, I'm going to leave you a formula in the email. So if, you, if you're not on my email list, send me an email so you can get this email with the formula for bromelain and acetylcarnitine, acetylcysteine to protect you from, um, protect you from whatever's coming down the pipe. What I'm going to give you now is ways to prepare yourselves and to uh, immunize yourselves so when something does hit, if it does knock you on your ass, you won't stay down. You'll get back up, and you get, hopefully get back up faster. All righty. I got to let you go. Time's run out. As I say at the end of these shows, um, read your Gospels. Read the Bible. Read what Jesus had to say. Focus on the New Testament for those of you who've never read it. The Old Testament is an old covenant. The New Testament is the new covenant. That's the one we're under. So before we start looking at any other covenants, get to know your own first. That's where I come from. Uh, get to know what you're believing in, in. If you've never had anything to believe in, again, you should maybe want to read it because that is the playbook. Jesus was real. He was down here. He showed us what to do, showed us how to live, showed us how to be. And Revelations is a book about the interdimensional war coming to this planet. It's already begun, it's been going on, and now it's reaching a climax. And you want to be on top of that when that happens. Read the rest of the Gospels to see how the early church had evolved. Don't get caught up in any religion. Don't get caught up in any ideology. Read it. Don't let anybody uh, confuse you. Read it for yourself. All righty. And as I always say at the end of these shows, you know, we are still here by the grace of God. Remember that. So to the next segment, uh, to your health. Take care.